This is a simple compact camera from the old East Germany, technically, the German Democratic Republic or DDR. Outwardly, it is very similar to a Braun Paxet. My overall impression of this camera is of a nicely designed and made cheap camera. Lens, Meyer Optic Trio Plan. Focal length, 45mm. Apertures, f 35 to f 22 Focus range, 1m to infinity. Lens fitting, fixed. Shutter, Junior 2 from Gebruder Werner. Speeds, 130, 161, 125, B. Flash, PC socket. Film size, 35mm. The camera measures 115 by 72 by 67 millimeters and weighs 360 grams. This camera is not as heavy as you might expect. This is because the camera is made from what looks like Bakelite with a metal fascia. The top plate is either satin stainless steel or anodized aluminium. Scratching the surface does not reveal the usual brass and the metal is resistant to a steel knife so I am going to say that it is stainless steel, unless someone wishes to correct me. On the right of the top plate is the film advance. Early 35mm cameras had a knob to advance the film and later 35mm cameras had a lever. This camera has both, another respect in which it resembles a brawn paxet. If you wish, you can advance the film using the knob. Or you can use the lever. The lever is not directly attached to the knob, rotating the knob does not move the lever. But the lever is attached to the knob via a ratchet. To advance the film one frame requires the lever to move through 270 degrees but the presence of the ratchet allows several short movements of the lever, but not of the knob. This film advance merely moves the film, it does not cock the shutter or interlock the shutter release button. On top of the advance knob is a film type memo. This offers a choice of film speeds, strictly in DIN, of 13, 17, 21, and 25. These are repeated for color film. There are also a further two options, sunlight or artificial light. This is strictly a memo and it has no effect on the operation of the camera. In the center of the top plate is a raised portion that houses the viewfinder. This is very small by modern standards but is close in size to other 35mm cameras from the 1950s. The eyepiece measures 5 by 2 mm and includes a parallax adjustment. The eyepiece can slide up and down a small amount. For near photographs, i.e. portraits, you slide the eyepiece up to the in position, and equals na, and for far photographs, i.e. landscapes, you slide the eyepiece down to the position, equals infinity. This is something that Balda did from the 1930s but was never usual, most camera either not bothering or relying on bright lines. On top of the viewfinder is a standard accessory shoe, which has no electrical contacts and so is a cold shoe. To the left of the raised portion of the top plate is the rewind knob, there is no attached lever or crank. To rewind the film, there is a sliding switch below the film advance knob slash lever which needs to be moved from T to R, these are the initial letters of German words, which words I do not know. While holding the slide at R, you need to pull up the film advance knob, this frees the internal mechanism to rotate backwards. The rewind knob can be pulled up to ease rewinding and then pulled up further to ease removal of the film cassette. When you pull up the rewind knob, you can see two pillars which rotate to reset the frame counter. The frame counter window is on the back of the top plate, below the rewind knob. The front of the top plate sports the viewfinder window. This measures 16 by 10 millimeters. It is slightly offset from the middle of the top plate so there is some lateral parallax but this will not be serious, even for portraits. 
Next to the viewfinder window is the legend bay red embossed in italic script. The front of the camera has a square bright metal mount measuring 60 by 50 by 10 millimeters. On the top of this, on the right, is the shutter release button. This is chrome plated and is threaded for a standard cable release. In the center of the mount is the shutter slash lens assembly. The shutter is a Junior 2 which is a simple Everset shutter made by Gebruder Werner. The shutter bezel carries a logo of GW in a cartouche. Also on the shutter bezel is a triangle containing a 1, this indicates first quality and appears on East German goods intended for export. Three shutter speeds are offered, 130, 160 and 1125 together with B3 speeds is about all you will get with an Everset type shutter. The iris diaphragm has 10 blades which give a nicely circular aperture. Apertures from f 35 to f 22 are offered. f 8 has a red dot by it which is a happy snapper setting. This is used in conjunction with the distance scale which has two red dots on it. The first red dot is at 5 meters. With the aperture set at f 8 and the distance at 5 meters, everything from 2.5 meters and infinity will be in focus. The second red dot is just shy of 2 meters. At this distance, the aperture still at f 8, everything from 1.4 meters to 3 meters will be in focus. The first, at 5 meters, is intended for easy group portraits and the second, at 2 meters, is intended for easy individual portraits. The lens focuses from just short of 1 meter to infinity. This is front cell focusing where only the front piece of glass moves to focus the image. While this is not ideal, it will be fine for the uses that this camera was intended for. The lens is a Meyer Optic Trio plan. As the name suggests, this is a triplet lens and has a focal length of 45mm. 45mm is normal for 35mm photography. The serial number is 2630098. The lens bezel also carries the one in a triangle mark indicating that it also is of export quality. Also on the shutter housing is a PC flash connector. There are no synchronizing options but the manual says that it is X-Sync. As this is a leaf shutter, the flash can sync at all shutter speeds, all three of them. The base of the camera only has the tripod socket on it. This is a 1 quarter inch Whitworth thread. The rear of the camera is also featureless. On the left-hand edge of the camera is the catch for the back. It took me a while to work out how this operates. It refuses to slide or compress or press. In fact, it pivots around its center. The back comes away completely from the camera body, no hinges here. In the middle of the back is a curved strap spring. In use, this presses on the pressure plate to keep the film flat. The layout of the inside is also very reminiscent of the Braun Paxit. You are unable to see the film gate or lens as there is a hinged pressure plate in the way. This hinges at the top. Above the film gate is a toothed wheel. This takes the place of the sprocket shaft in most 35mm cameras. The teeth protrude through the sprocket holes in the film and as the film is advanced, the moving film turns this toothed wheel and ensures that the right amount of film is advanced. This wheel has 8 teeth on it. Apart from the pressure plate, all the exposed surfaces, including the take-up spool, are made from the Bakelite material. Being a German camera, there are no foam light seats to deteriorate, light tightness being achieved with deep flanges. The back of the camera is covered with black leatherette, as is most of the body, and this leatherette is embossed at each end of the back. At one end is the one in a triangle quality mark beneath this is the product number, 120705. At the other end of the back is the legend made in Germany. In use. 
I have now run a film through the camera. I use Poundland's Power Geek film which cost me £2 for 10 exposures, rather expensive per shot but 10 shots is all I need to test a camera. Snappy Snaps and Lincoln have processed the test film. I ended up with only 4 shots out of the 10 as I opened the back of the camera before the film was fully rewound, 4 good shots and 2 not so good, the other 4 being totally fogged. There is a lot of vignetting evident on all the shots and some flair. Overall, I am fairly happy with the results from what was a cheap camera. The thumb in the lower right of the first frame was entirely me and the lack of focus in the last two is also entirely me. The other faults are down to the camera, 